Valerie. Yeah, hi. Do you love yourself? Ooh, um... Yeah, I mean, of course I do. Everyone does, right? Like... It's the only. I mean, it's the only self I have. Of course, I'd love it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, definitely not everybody does. You know, some people have a hard time with that. With you know, self-loathing, all that bad stuff. But that's not you. I mean, it's probably normal to be like frustrated with things about yourself, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's everyone's got problems. Sure, I mean, what kinds of things are you frustrated with yourself about? Oh, I... I don't know, you... You ever hear that thing about, like, being the main character in your own story? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing It's a thing people talk about online sometimes. Um, I don't know, I guess I've always kind of felt like I was more of the, uh... One of those background characters that, you know, shows up all the time, but you really only know her name because it's in the credits... I mean, if that's the case, do you have a sense of who the main character in your life is? I don't think there is one in my life. I think my life is just kind of one of those background ones that exists, but you never really see it. Hmm. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself and about your life? Oh, okay. Um, well, my name is Valerie Danger Masters. Um, the uh, middle name was my dad's idea. I think he was hoping it would, like, inspire me to be some, like, badass but I think that dream kind of died the first time he took me fishing and I cried the first time I saw a fish outside of water just kind of like <laughs> flopping and gasping for air oh. um yeah I, I I was never really cut out I think for the badass kind of life and I never really you know connected with people too much I don't know if anyone I went to high school with even knows my actual name the only times people ever really referred to me it was by a really embarrassing nickname that I'd rather not go into. I mean... I hope you understand how curious you've just made me. Alright, I'm not gonna tell you how it happened, but they called me Chili. It was a... It was an accident in the, uh, lunchroom in, like, elementary school, and it kind of just followed me through all of school. Ugh. That's rough. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's not great when to people you talk to don't really know who you are. Yeah. But I don't know, it's it's probably for the best. I've never really understood people anyway. I've, I've always I've always felt a little closer to animals, you know? Hmm. I actually was hoping to become a vet when I graduated high school, but Turns out I don't do super well around, like, blood. Oh, sure. Which is a problem. So I, I've been doing the next best thing, which is just trying to take care of animals that are healthy and just don't have anyone to care for them. Yeah, you work at an animal shelter, right? Yeah, I um, <laughs> kind of run it these days. Um, I actually started just volunteering there, and then when community college didn't work out, I kind of just started working there full-time, and... Uh, well, when the lady who used to run it left, she left me in charge, because, hey, I've been there, and I know all the animals, right? Yeah. How how have you been handling that? Uh, it's... Man, the work is fine. Like, I'm good at taking care of things. Um, 
you know, I I know all the animals. I got along with them great. I've learned a lot about how to care for animals that, you know, aren't normally kept as pets. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm cut out for management. It's it's tough keeping a business running. Yeah, I was going to say, running an animal shelter is a lot more than just taking care of the animals. Yeah, it's, you know, you don't really get a lot of money for taking care of animals that have been rescued. Yeah, I assume you're probably just donation-driven, right? Yeah, mostly. Um, We've got a small grant from the city that helps, but definitely doesn't cover all of the, like, costs. Like, taking care of wild animals is expensive. Like, way more than just, like, having a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. And I imagine taking care of animals with Eidolons is even more difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, life's gotten a little crazy lately. I mean, really, ever since I rescued Virginia, which I don't regret it for a second. You know, she's pretty much the best thing in my life, but boy, things have gotten more complicated in a way I was not ready for. Yeah, um, I I, I think we're seeing you kind of getting into work in the morning. Uh, it's probably like 7 a.m. You're the only one here right now as you're kind of going through checking on all the animals in the morning. Valerie, like, tell me more about, yeah, rescuing Virginia. Yeah, so, I mean, it all started with a, you know, just a literal rescue. Like, I found her on the street as a stray and, you know, it turned out she was a runaway from a home. And so, I, you know, I figured she just... You know, maybe got out and got lost or something. Um, so I, I took her back to the to the guy who owned her, and he didn't seem super happy to see me or her. Like, he definitely wanted me to give her back, but like, it wasn't a oh my god, my my poor kitty. More of a more of a like he was mad she gotten out. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't lost. Yeah, I kind of figured that out afterwards. Like, I had a really bad feeling when I left. So, I kind of did something. Well, my parents would say it's bad, but I don't think it was, honestly. I snuck back into his house later, and yeah, I. it didn't seem like he was taking good care of Virginia. I can see why she would have left. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the best. Yeah, she was just locked up in a in a room didn't even have a window like i mean there was food but like there was nothing else no toys nothing like she seemed more like a prisoner than a pet honestly and i don't know i didn't feel like i couldn't good conscience leave her there so i decided to take her but well it turns out i don't know if these were these were for her but he had some security systems set up and i almost got stuck in there but stuck in there how um he had a like security doors set up so you couldn't actually leave the house once they was triggered oh that seems intense it seems excessive he's kind of a weird guy it was nothing that i couldn't handle though yeah i um i didn't even realize kit was with me <laughs> he's he snuck along in my backpack Honestly, I was just proud that you finally committed a crime. And, and Kit, who are you? Oh, yeah, I'm technically Val's first rescue. I'm a raccoon. Okay. And you 
just kind of decided to sneak along with her? I mean, what, what were you doing that night? Well, I usually like staying in the house where it's safer, uh, but I could tell from the look Valerie had when she decided to go outside that she was going to get up to some mischief. Uh, so I decided to tag along, you know, just to make sure that she was safe. And of course, you know, good thing I did, because you ended up needing my help, didn't you? Yeah. So how'd you deal with that security lock? I mean, you're a raccoon. Yeah, we're smart. Oh, okay, that's that's fair. I didn't mean to in- any insult. I just, I'm not known, I've not known raccoons to be able to uh, pick locks and hack consoles. Yeah, well, I'm special. I have an idol on. Oh. For the record, he was special before then, too. Thank you. Frankly, I'd say that this Eidolon is the least special thing about him. <laughs> and who is this now? Uh, Howard Williams Rockdove, famed racing and acrobatics pigeon, uh, currently retired. My friends just call me Howie. Oh boy, there he goes again. I see, I see. And I, I take it you also uh, are one of Val's rescues? Naturally. Okay. So, you knew... Valerie, you knew Kit before he had an idol on. How'd he get it? Honestly, I don't know. Oh. Neither do I. Just one day, I remember thinking to myself, boy, it would be nice to be able to communicate better with my mom, Val. And I just started talking. Well, dang. All right. It took me a little bit to realize this was a thing that was actually happening, that I hadn't just had some sort of a break. Yeah, and I, I take it... Howie and uh, Virginia can also talk on account of I've understood things they've said. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't know Virginia could until th- that night in Michael's house. That's that's the name of the guy we, we stole her from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, I found out that I have had superpowers, too. Oh, you too, huh? Yeah, turns out. I don't know if just being around all of these... Apparently, magic animals has rubbed off on me, or what's going on? But um, yeah, I can I can make this other girl appear behind me, and uh, she can like smash into things real good. All right, neat. <laughs> yeah, it turns out to be kind of useful when you um kidnap animals and also are maybe dealing with mobsters. I think they're mobsters. Yeah, I mean, I guess the weird security definitely makes me think he's up to something no good. Oh god, you think you think those those guys who've been giving us trouble are related to him? You think he knows? I don't know. I just got here. I didn't even think about that, but it would make sense. I mean, what tell me more about this trouble you're in. <sighs> These guys keep coming around talking about all the financial trouble we've been having, which I mean, yeah, we aren't you know, we don't have amazing finances, but we're volunteer and, like, run on donations. Of course, we don't have a lot of money, but, like, we're we're getting by. But these guys keep making really, uh, I don't, they're not really threats, but they, they sound threatening. You know, talking about how, you know, there's going to be problems and that if we just sold to them, they could make all those problems go away. And I don't trust them, but also, I don't know how to get rid of them. Hmm. I see. Well, I think uh, we find you now, like I said, in the morning. You're tending to your, uh, you know, morning duties here. Uh, what's everyone doing? Well, I'm currently 
trying to fix the TV that keeps losing its signal. Just imagine you futzing with, like, old-fashioned TV antennas. Yeah, aluminum foil will only get you so far. Hmm. Uh, Howie, how about you? Well, I'm just doing my typical patrol of the grounds, carried around by my lovely assistant, Ruby Sees All. Oh, by, and by assistant, you mean that's, that's your Eidolon? Eh, whatever you want to call it. Okay, sure. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that <laughs> that's your Eidolon and not <laughs> another employee at the, uh, shelter. Now, listen, I don't want to cast any aspersions, uh, Mr. Narrator, but I feel like if you see a woman who is rotationally symmetrical due to being made up of a series of cylindrical parts and has, uh-huh. yeah. you know, se- several bright red eyes on every side of the uppermost cylinder, I feel like it's fairly intuitive that that's not an ordinary human employee. You know what? I guess you're right. I didn't want to assume, but yeah, I suppose so. Also, she doesn't really do much other than carry him around, so I don't feel like she'd last very long as an employee. Hmm. Wait, so Howie, can you not fly anymore? Ah, uh, well, in one of my final uh, engagements, I did unfortunately clip my wing. Uh, so no, can't can't fly for particularly long periods of time anymore, or particularly straight. But uh, like I said, that's what the assistant's for. Okay, yeah. and you know, as long as long as I sort of just flap them, nobody realizes that I'm just kind of hovering midair. I see. Honestly, for what for how he does these days, he doesn't need to fly much. He's more of a mascot for the place. I see. Sure. You know, you you do it. You're trying to do fundraisers, and you be like, "Hey, we've got this. You know, famous performer. He's retired now, so don't ask much of him. But you know, he's here. He's cool, and uh, we take care of him. So if you want to." You know, respect a, you know, a, a local hero. A pigeon acrobatic legend. Exactly. <laughs> Virginia, what are you doing this morning? Um, mostly just hanging out, trying to stay out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, the usual, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to go outside and I don't think Val wants me to either. Not without me, at least. I don't know why you'd want to go outside anyway. Well, there's a lot out there. Yeah, sure, but there's air conditioning in here. And pillows. Some of us crave adventure, Kit. Eh, there's adventure on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Not right now, there's not. I'm working on it. Now, are are there hot dogs that people dropped in the gutter and then decided not to eat out of some sort of misplaced sense of propriety or... Just uh, living in a terrible world of excess. I think they mostly just don't want to get sick. Ah, so they're cowards. I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've never gotten sick from... Well, I guess I haven't eaten a hot dog out of a gutter. I can't really say. I don't recommend it. I only did it when I was desperate. Well, noted. None of you need to be eating hot dogs from a gutter. You have me. Yeah, she'll just make us hot dogs in the microwave. It's great. Perfectly cooked. I really shouldn't be giving you guys hot dogs. <laughs> and yet... What about seeds? What about fruits? What about frozen peas? Okay, yes, a breakfast is coming. 
<laughs> Listen, let me take care. Of, let me take care of the guys who can't talk first. What if that strikes the rest of you as odd? Because I think beasts can talk to all animals. Yes, they can. <laughs> so what, what are you talking about, Val? Have you ever noticed how I only really have conversations with you three? Yeah, I just assumed it was because we were the most interesting ones. Yeah, same. no, you talk to them all the time. No, I talk to the other animals, but they don't talk back to me. Oh. Yes, they do. Well, I might need one of you to translate then, because I think I've been very rude to them. Perhaps they have not mastered the English tongue. Is, is, that, what, is that what you've done? Maybe. I don't think your mouth is making English movements. I actually don't know how any of this works. Eh, it's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna smack the side of the TV, uh, try and get it turned on. Oh, uh, give me a beat the odds plus genius kit. Okay, uh, that is a ten. A ten. Okay, yeah, I think you get it on and working, but it's like seven a.m. on I'm gonna say a Saturday, and what you've gotten uh, on the receiver is uh, a an hour long infomercial for a uh, ladder man. We really gotta get more than these local channels. Remind me tomorrow to steal your neighbor's cable. <laughs> I don't think you should be trying to steal cable there, Kit. That might get the attention of people who are gonna ask questions we can't answer. He's like 80 years old. He won't even notice. I could have little goggles and a little soldering gun to like <laughs> get some, to solder some wire, copper wire into the line. Is that how stealing cable works? I've never stolen cable. I don't know what goes into it. Out of character, me either. <laughs> I think traditionally you just tap the line. I don't think that really works these days. I was just going to use a splitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're at a time when he's got a rabbit ears TV that's picking up a signal, it seems like the rules of the uh, of television broadcast work a little differently than they do in 2020 America. Yeah. Yeah. Either this is an alternate, you know, universe where TV developed... Where the 90s never stopped, baby. <laughs> yeah, or this universe is in the 90s. I, I will say, there's absolutely no precedent for any kind of historical divergence beyond what's strictly necessary in this program, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, we do like to keep things pretty tight around here. Uh-huh, yeah, no, uh, the, the president creature from the Blue Lagoon uh, brought back... <laughs> <laughs> broadcast television. <laughs> it's what we've all needed for so long. Uh-huh. <laughs> 27 local channels, and they're all these dang infomercials. I think Val is sort of, like, mouthing the words to it along with it because she's heard this, like, 20 times a week. Uh-huh. Kit does not understand that this is what is on the TV every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bothered to read the TV guide. <laughs> when I said you got an infomercial for a ladder, I almost name-dropped the brand of the ladder, but you know what? They can fucking paint me if they want me to do that. <laughs> I know what ladder you're talking about. Because I assume you people know the ladder infomercial I'm talking about, right? No, actually. I might. I'm not sure. You can DM me later. It's fine. It's the fancy one that can, it's like... It's got, like, four it, joints it, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know exactly. Yeah, it's a step ladder yep. that can unfold yep. into a full ladder, or it can break apart into scaffolding. Yep. I, I know the stool infomercial. You know, if we had one of those ladders, I could probably do something about all those broken ceiling tiles. <laughs> I feel like you could do that with any ladder. I don't have a ladder, though. Hmm. Yeah, but Kit uses those holes. 
It's true. He does. I wish he didn't. It's... They're good for surveillance. What do you need surveillance for? I can do all the surveillance. I don't trust you. <laughs> I just, I feel like if we didn't have a bunch of holes in the ceiling, uh, maybe the heating and cooling bills wouldn't be so high. What, a, what have I ever done that is not worthy of trust, Kit? Everything that led up to where you are now. Uh, you don't like performers? Ah, uh, he just talks a big game is all. I'll, I will have you know that I won the Cambridge Tetrathlon three years running. Do you know four sports? Yes. <laughs> Tumbling, endurance racing, sprint racing, and being a fluffy boy. I... <laughs> Those are four of my favorite Olympic events. How do you do tumbling in racing form no 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 the tumbling is separate from the racing but it's a, it's a triathlon you said i didn't say every le- it's not it's for birds <laughs> it is simply a score based system whereupon your scores are aggregated and the highest combined score is considered the victor i see i will say i'm mildly disappointed to learn that one of the sports was not pedaling a tiny bird-sized bicycle <laughs> I've been trying to teach him that one for a while. He just refuses to get on. I, I don't trust any vehicle with only two wheels. Besides, I think they got rid of that ten years ago after a devastating accident. <laughs> so, Mr. Narrator, is anything else going to happen today? Because we could just keep doing this. <laughs> no, 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 listen, we're new to this universe. I just wanted to give us some time to breathe it in. Yeah. We'll have some fun with our new friends. We're just having some vibes here. Yeah. I got things that'll happen eventually, but I wanted to enjoy ourselves for a while. Savor the moment. I'm just not used to being able to enjoy ourselves on this podcast. <laughs> Damn. Wow. <laughs> uh, Dang. Kit's going to change the channel until he just gets, like, the weather channel. Uh, uh -huh. And then just sits down in the sofa and admires the clouds. <laughs> Great. Oh, good skating weather day. Yeah, so I'm basically you're just hanging out in like the break room. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Valerie. I think you go through your morning routine. You get food for everybody. This is the kind of thing that um, ostensibly should be up to volunteers. Be nice if you had more of those. None today. I think. Yeah, we're seeing. <laughs> you probably don't have a road runner in here. I was gonna say we have all our animal friends from other. <laughs> universes, but probably not that one. That horny cat's definitely here, though. Yeah, I don't talk to her. <laughs> I don't know why not. Oh, I hate this already. <laughs> Virginia, be nice. I'm not, I'm not engaging. I think the horny cat is in her kennel. Like, I imagine you one of those, can't like, um, call her the horny cat. <laughs> what else do I call He's her? He's the narrator. He can do whatever he wants. You could give her a name. It's been a year and a half. <laughs> well, she's at uh, Valerie's animal shelter. Valerie probably named her. Oh, fuck. Of course you're going to love that. <laughs> me. Yep. Maxie threw it at me and I deflected that laser right at you. Uh, I think I think we call her Rhiannon. Rhiannon? Alright, yeah. I think Rhiannon is just, I'm imagining one of those, like, um, I guess it's a cage, but, like, the kind you see at a pet store that has sort of that front uh, glass panel that they can just kind of hang out in. And she is just, like, doing the closest cat equivalent to voguing that she can in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be ready. Uh-huh. I've got to keep up my exercises. Ooh. <laughs> 
I'm everyone's favorite character on this show. <laughs> and yet she's still at the shelter. I can't believe no one's adopted her yet. Me neither. Well, they can't afford me. Hey, why is this cat talking? <laughs> That's true. I didn't understand <laughs> what she said, and she didn't understand what I said. We're, we're the only no- ones who knows what she's actually saying. <laughs> yeah. We just don't pass it along because of propriety. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think Virginia's been following Valerie around this whole time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we can just kind of move past that morning scene, but just kind of how to all of y'all while away the day here. Just in a general sense. Watching TV. Okay, yeah, is that, that basically your uh, normal MO, kid? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the biggest, the biggest, uh, air quotes, uh, around helping Valerie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of my day is spent just trying to do enrichment stuff with the various animals. Sure, sure, giving them, do you have, like, a little yard to, like, let them out and to run around in, that kind of thing? Yep, and since, you know, different animals often don't get along, it's a lot of, like, shifts, so, like, you know, these animals get it for about, for an hour, and then I have to take them back and let the other animals out, so forth. So I am imagining Howie trying to uh, be, like, the dictator of the play field and keep everybody in line. Shepherding people. Uh-huh. At one point early on, he did try to, like, translate everything between me and the other animals, and that got so annoying for everyone that we forced him to stop. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Frankly, it was a mercy on me. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the day just kind of goes by. No one shows up uh, to either help maintain the place or looking to adopt. It's kind of slow around here, which makes it difficult to convince the city to give you more money or to get the word out to get more donations. But on the same t- at the same time, I'm a little relieved because it means I don't have to talk to people very much. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you just kind of have another slow, uneventful day here. Um, when what time do you like clock out, Val? Oh boy, um, it would have to be after all the animals have been like fed for the evening and like locked up and stuff. So it's probably later in the evening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my gut answer is like uh, seven or eight or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that was what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. This time, this time of year, it's still kind of light out, so I like to skate around a bit before heading home. I, I'm imagining you do pen everybody up at night, but Kit can op- have, break those locks. It's sort of a uh, neither of us acknowledging it thing of going through the motions. <laughs> right, he's out there fucking with the TV the next morning, but you did lock him up last yep. night. Sometimes I yeah. lock myself back in just to... Just to let her feel like she gets a win every so often. <laughs> I feel like, based on the relationship we've established also, whether Howie gets out of his cage before Val shows up is uh, real dependent on Kit's mood that day. Oh, very much so. <laughs> I have, on occasion, found him locked up in other people's cages. <laughs> <laughs> Never anywhere dangerous, just sometimes places that are funny. He put me in the microwave once. I didn't turn it on, though. I just wanted to make you sweat a little. Great, great. Uh, yeah, Val, um, 
I mean, just briefly, what does your night look like after you leave work? Uh, it depends. Uh, a lot of nights, I kind of just, I mean, I like to, if it's nice out, I like to skate around for a little bit, get some fresh air, just, you know. Are we talking skateboarding or like roller skating? Roller skating. Okay. It's kind of the one sport I've always indulged in. It's not really a sport, but you know, it's, it's exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it can be a sport. And on days where there's events, I like to go to the local roller derby. Oh, okay. You, you, do you like do the, the roller derbying? Oh, God, no. Um, okay. I mean, it'd be really cool, but I, you got to be really tough to be in roller derby. And I just, I am not that person. I see. I see. I mean, you did break into a man's house to steal his cat. Okay. Um, so I may have a magic, like, superpower alter ego that's that tough, but I don't think I can use that in a sport. Well, sure. I'm just saying it seems like maybe you're tougher than you give yourself credit for. Also, I'm scared to go to interviews or tryouts. Oh, yeah. That's the real thing, huh? There's a lot of girls, and it, it seems like everyone's really close, and I'd be I'd be like an outsider, and I've never been yeah. good at, you know, meeting people anyway. And Right, right. Yeah. So if the roller derby is not going on at night, you just kind of head home? Yeah, sometimes I'll go to my parents' house and, like, have a late supper. Um, But, yeah, a lot of nights I'll just kind of go to my apartment and read. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like working at this shelter is going to be taking up most of your time. Like, kind of seems like maybe a job that whether you get days off is contingent on how many volunteers you have. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't leave the animals alone. Right. That seems rough. Yeah, but, I mean... What else would I be doing? Working at a coffee shop? Like, at least I'm somewhere with, you know, animals. I've got, I've yeah, got friends yeah. there. I, you know, I've got people to take care of. It's... Sure, I get you. Not the worst living. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me think here. Who's up at night at the shelter? I think I am. Uh, Me, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, um... I think you're asleep in your kennels when, uh, I think you both hear what sounds like a doorknob rattling. Hmm. That shouldn't be happening. Uh, hey, Virginia, I'm gonna go into my surveillance holes, take a look. Well, can you unlock the cage first? Oh, right, yeah, I guess uh-huh. I should do that. Um, uh, Kit unlocks, uh... Virginia's cage first and then goes to unlock Howie's and wake him up if he's not already awake. Oh, he's extremely asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kit pokes Howie in the cheek. Uh, Hey, bird brain, wake up. uh, Five more minutes. There's there's someone weird at the door. I'm pretty sure it's not Val. (sighs) All right, hang on. How we like, well, can they wait five minutes? <laughs> uh, and he manages to summon Ruby Sees All, who just picks him up. I like to imagine that, like, on her back, there's sort of a birdcage, but it just has, like... Oh, sure. It's like if a birdcage had a penthouse apartment in it. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, for the listeners at home, what is Ruby Sees All's ability? 
Uh, Ruby Sees All uh, helps me pursue my animal urges by analyzing anything within its range, parenthetical, and by carrying me. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Oh, and its range is 100 feet, so it's got... Yeah. Um, but how does it analyze things? So, I imagine it's... So you know how sometimes in, like, a video game, if you mouse over something or select something in your inventory, there'll just be, like, a little description and some stats? I think it's sure, kind yeah. of like that. Like, I just get little pop-ups next to various items and people of interest. Okay, so is it something where you need to, like, be within line of sight with it, or...? I don't think so. I think... Okay. I think of it sort of like a radar pulse, almost. Yeah, I get you. I get you. It does see all. It's in the name. In that case, Howie, why don't you give me an investigate? All right. With a buff from using your Eidolon. Let's see. So that's 2d6 plus one from Genius plus one from my Eidolon. Uh, that's in a... Oh, that's a 13, actually. Woof. All right. Give me three questions. What's hidden here? I think you, as you sort of uh, expand your, your sensory radius throughout the uh, shelter... You note that um, a side door is hanging open. Got it. What poses... And, oh, yeah, sorry, go, go on. I was going to say, I mean, I think you also um, hear footsteps headed towards Valerie's office. Got it. Uh, what poses the biggest threat? Uh, those footsteps seem to be coming from a an adult man who looks like he is rifling through um, the drawers in Valerie's office. All right. And what complications should I be wary of? I think you recognize this guy as one of those guys Valerie mentioned that has been hassling her. All right. One of those goons is currently ransacking Valerie's office. I think we should try and get the jump on him if we can. I agree. I have an idea. I'm going to get some string and put it right outside the door. So when he starts to walk back out, he trips on it, and then Virginia can go after him with those nasty claws of hers. Yeah, I, I could do that. I imagine him Kit just, like, leaning his head out of a hole in the ceiling to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, so I'm gonna go set up that trap. Okay, um, there is a move for setting traps, but you ain't no veteran. Uh, I think just give me a beat the odds plus... G uh, give me a reveal your master plan. Sure. Even though, you know, you're revealing it before you put it into it's, action here. It's fine. Ooh, yeah. that is a 12. Ooh, baby, alright. It's gonna work exactly like you wanted it to. I think that guy is in the office. He has pulled out some, uh, papers from some, uh, file cabinets and is taking pictures of them with his phone. And, uh, he's in there for a little bit when he heads heads for the door and trips over that string and eats shit. Uh, yeah, I think that's my cue to jump in there. Give me a scrap. Fuck him up. Uh, that's an eight. Eight, I think you start clawing at his face. He's just, ah, fuck, and just, uh, backhands you away from him. Mm -hmm. Uh, which does hurt, but he, um, I think just holding his face and just kind of scrambling to his feet, he starts to run for the door. Uh, while he's distracted by uh, Virginia clawing at him, I'm going to use my Eidolon, This Is How I Disappear, 
which helps me pursue my animal urges by stealing anything, including abstract concepts. Uh, Okay. I'm going to steal his phone that he took all those pictures on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, give me a uh, beat the odds plus elegant. Sure. Ooh, that's going to be a seven. Seven. Okay. Um, I think... You managed to, like, drop down on him and grab his phone without even, like, touching him. You just kind of dive bomb behind him and just kind of reach one of your little raccoon paws into his pocket and yank it out as he's running. It's very cool. But as you pull up the phone, you see that uh, all of the pictures have been texted to some phone number. There's no name on the contacts. Ah, dang, they've already been sent. And he uh, runs out and just slams the door behind him. Well, that could have gone better. It could have. It also could have gone worse. At the very least, we've got his phone, so we've got somewhere to go. That's true. We can at least tell Val what's going on. Maybe she can get someone to help. And perhaps he's taken some incriminating selfies. <laughs> we already know what he looks like. Yeah, but more incriminating. I kind of think he's right about this one, Howie. I, I'm just not really sure what an incriminating selfie would consist of. From down the hall, Rihanna is like, he means dick pics. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know anything about that, seeing as I have a cloaca. Yeah, I'll tell you when you're <laughs> older, Howie. I I'm I am seven years old, young man. Is that bird years or? It's year years. Oh. Are bird years a thing? I don't know. I assume it is. They're always talking about animal years. I figure birds have their own years. Rock doves live to be six years old, so Howie's very old. Dang, Howie! Do you want me to get you like a cane for your birthday? I'm a peak physical specimen, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's before the superpowers come into it. Are those some gray feathers I'm seeing? Yeah, because he's a pigeon. Oh, right. They have those. <laughs> I forgot you weren't a parrot. <laughs> Parrots can also be gray. Yeah, the ones no one wants. Wow. Wow. Gray parrots called the fuck out. <laughs> Kit, you're gray too. You're a raccoon. <laughs> My gray is distinguished. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the rest of the night is uneventful. Um, and before too long, 7 a.m. rolls back around and Valerie's here, uh, you know, checking in on everything. Uh, I think I'm currently flipping through the phone, seeing if I can find anything. Do you investigate? Sure. Hmm, that's not great. Uh, that's currently a six. I'm going to push myself, because one of those was a one. Okay. Okay, that's that's just enough to get to a seven. Great! Uh, yeah, so you get one question. Alright, let me see here... What weaknesses can I exploit? What weaknesses can you exploit? Um, looking at this phone, it is clear that this was like a burner phone that got picked up for this job. Um, there's very little data on it. But one thing you do manage to scrounge up is uh, the 
GPS history on it, and you have where that guy came from last night. Like, everywhere he went before coming here, and that might give you some good clues to figure out who this guy was. <laughs> Amateur, he didn't turn off the GPS. I think I, I think I come in and uh, I just see Kit. And I'm like, Kit, have you? Been, were you out again last night? No, this phone came to me. <sighs> I'm not lying about that this time. <sighs> Give it here. Do we at All least right. know who it came from? Uh, some criminal who was rifling through your files. I think I look to Virginia just kind of questioningly because I don't know if that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's go look in your office. We, I, I couldn't clean it up, but yeah, somebody ah, was here. Shit! <laughs> Did you try to clean up? Is there just yes? Like, you moved all the the loose papers, just in kind of rough, crumpled yes, piles. They're just like yeah, in the saddest piles. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> ah, jeez. All right. Um. I guess I'm gonna just kind of look around quick and see if there's anything missing. Uh, she says, it was worse when he left. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fine. Nothing looks like it's missing. Um, most of the papers look like uh, bills and financial information about the shelter. Jeez, there's not even anything useful here. Like, who doesn't already know that we have bills and not a lot of money? Maybe they're trying to figure out exactly how much they can... Get out of you? Yes. Um, maybe they were looking for the deed. Why would that be here? It's at a bank. I don't know. Maybe they watched too many old movies where the deed's just in a safe, and then by getting the deed, you own the building, which I'm pretty sure isn't even how it works. You know, I guess I don't know, but I'd be surprised. <laughs> did Well, did, did you find anything on his phone at least? Yeah, I found some of the places he went to. Okay, I guess that's something. No names? Nah, I didn't manage to steal his wallet. What do you look like? Hey, Luke, what do you look like? Hey! <laughs> um, oh, just kind of your stock burglar character on account of I invented him ten minutes ago. He looked exactly like the guy who isn't uh, the short guy. In Home Alone. Yeah, I was going to ask, tall guy yeah. or short guy yes. from Home Alone? <laughs> yeah, no, tall guy from Home Alone. Daniel Stern? <laughs> Probably. I don't even remember the name of the short guy. I just know that he wasn't Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's the other guy. <laughs> That's how Howie remembers all actors, is whether they were An D Danny DeVito or not. <laughs> We've really narrowed it down. I mean, we know it's not one of the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's something. <laughs> it's, it's this universe's version of Daniel Stern. This is what he got up to in this reality. <laughs> I mean, he did get tripped by an animal, so I guess it does feel correct. Hello everyone, Molly here with an ad break for you. Um, apologies if I sound a little weird or different. I'm on a vacation right now and not at my usual recording setup, so things are a little bit different. Um, but, you know, this should do just fine. 
Um, this ad break might be a little longer than the one we usually might do because there's some extra things happening this coming weekend if you're listening to this on the Patreon feed. Uh, I'll start with this time-sensitive piece of news here first. Our extra live stream is this coming weekend of the 5th. Um, this is where we'll be raffling off the final mini-campaign slot at $20 for an entry for that. Uh, please do keep in mind that we are only going to accept one entry per person just to keep things fair, but feel free to donate more than that because it's a charity event. There will be a number of us doing shifts over the weekend, so please do tune in and watch us play various video games while we try and raise some money for some sick kids. Um, besides that, I need to plug our usual patreon if you'd like to support us you can find us over at patreon.com slash on playtest where you can get episodes of this show a week early for just a dollar uh, if you're listening to this on the 8th you could have been listening to it on the first easy price to pay for four episodes every month it's like 25 or 20 cents depending on how many mondays there are it's easy you should do it uh, at the $3 level, you can get a lot more uh, Luke's GM notes for every session with all the juicy lore that I don't know anything about because I've never read them. You can also get the bonus podcast Eidolon playlist, where for every month we have a total of $750 or more on Patreon, we release a new episode. The first episode about the Killers album Hot Fuss is available to all $3 Patreons now, and we are all excited to continue recording about the Killers discography, uh, next up being Sam's Town when we hit the next goal uh please keep in mind we will be going to other bands after we finish the killers uh but you know uh they have quite a bit of stuff to do so we are excited to get through them uh because the killers is one of my favorite bands um in addition you will also get a podcast where me and luke work on the game and work on writing it we are buzzing along through the second edition of the game with uh, the new tarot resolution system and i think it's coming out to be very cool and probably going to be better than the one we're using right now that's that's just me though it's just my opinion I just think it's very cool to use uh, tarot cards to decide how things work. Um, at the $5 level, you get all of that stuff I have already listed, plus the first edition of the game, plus Maxi's incredible soundtrack for seasons one and two. Um, additionally, every episode, we read out a list of our $5 patrons alike so. Uh, we have Andrew Gallagher, Lyric Solitaire, Matthew Enticott, Morgan Spade, Solaris System, Robin Long, Mark Sokolov, Freebie, Joe Tank Riccardelli, Big Tank, excuse me, Big Titty Goth Tradwife, which I feel like I get every single time I do one of these, Fen T, Chris McLean, Mage of Spade, Jenny Size, Queen Cat Attack, Brian Melvin Stapleton, Keon Cowan, Soda Juice, Infinitron, Ellen, Apturus, Spellbound Mage, MW, Professor Piggy, and Rizzy. Uh, thank you all so much for continuing to support us. Um, this has been a really fun season, uh, despite a little bit of chaos going on there. Uh, and I am also having a nice, uh, a nice vacation for those wondering. So um, thank you all again. Um, and we hope to see you at our extra live stream. And if not, we'll be back next week as usual. Um, and I think that's it. So I will just let y'all get back to it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> Well, I mean, if somebody broke in just to take pictures of these papers, there must be some reason. I guess I guess we probably shouldn't ignore it. I mean, they probably want to know, like, how bad it is, right? I guess? I, uh, I look at the schedule. Is there anyone who's supposed to be coming in to help today? 
Nope. Uh, it's real hard to get help on the weekends. Uh, well, I'd like to look into this, but I think it's going to have to wait. I mean, I can't leave everyone else. I mean, I I could feed the other animals. And leave me high and dry to starve. I'd feed you too. You'd come last, but I'd feed you. Unacceptable! I... Well, I guess I can't. You have better hands than I do. Yeah, I've got grabby hands. Yeah. <laughs> like humans, but not. Well, I guess we don't have any larger animals right now, so... I think there is a ding from the front desk. Oh, I guess I uh, run back out to the front. Up, oh, coming! Uh, yeah, there is a woman up here. She is wearing um, dark sunglasses. Um, weird that, A, it's early morning. The sun's not really that bright right now. B, she's inside and is still wearing them. And uh, she just smiles as you come up and goes, Hi there, are you the um, the manager here? Uh, yep, that's me, Valerie Masters. What can I do for you? Hi there, let me introduce myself. My name is Jennifer Calbert, and she extends a hand to shake it. Uh, I shake it. I was hoping I could have just um, a little bit of your time to um, discuss a possible business partnership with you. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, lead the way. I start to go to the office, and I realize how ransacked it still is. And I'm like, uh, you know what? Actually, can we just talk out here? Uh, I kind of don't have anyone else to watch the front, so... I Oh, sure. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, let me, uh, well, I work for a firm that, um, tries to identify struggling businesses in small communities like this one, and, um, we're interested in investing in those, um, struggling businesses to try to, you know, uplift the, the community. And uh, we've identified your shelter as a potentially very good fit for what we do. Okay, um, investing. You know, you know, we don't really have profit, right? Well, yes, I do understand that. Um, I suppose in a certain sense, it's not investing so much as um, purchasing, but that sounds more controlling than we really mean it to. You would maintain complete autonomy over your operations. Um, we would extend uh, enough funding to keep you uh, running everything just as you are. Like I said, we um, our analysis is suggesting that that might be a little difficult. I, what analysis? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm in charge of uh, public relations. I'm not one of the number crunchers, but, you know, we just look at... Um, various uh, financial factors, and we can make pretty good guesses about uh, which businesses are struggling. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like you can see, I'm, I'm running this place alone this morning, so... Uh... Yeah, I can see that. Probably be a lot easier if you had a few employees around here, huh? Not just volunteers. Yeah, um... Honestly, yeah, I wouldn't mind expanding, too. I... We don't have a whole lot in here right now, and some of that's just because we don't have a lot of room. Yeah, I mean, I can't deny that, you know, there's things I'd like to do with the place, but I, I guess I'm still confused. Like, why would you want to purchase this place? Well, yeah, that's a great question. What do we get out of this? Um, basically, 
uh, you would be signed on as a member of our firm, uh, an employee. You would, uh, in addition to your normal duties managing uh, this business, would um, provide some assistance with uh, some of our accounting. It's nothing that complicated. It's just uh, there's certain problems that are easier when you can distribute them across a large number of people as opposed to um, just a small group. And uh, basically, in exchange for doing that uh, work for us, we would help you out financially. Everybody wins. Uh, I don't have much of a background in, like, finance. I guarantee you it's it's so easy. Uh, I, th- I think I think Howie, like, fake flies onto her shoulder and is just like, do you want me to look over what she's proposing? I just uh, scratch under his uh, chin in a way that I hope comes off as an affirmative. Oh, you just have a bird flying around out here? Oh, he's uh, he's one of the rescues. He's kind of the mascot of the place. Um. Oh, I see. Pigeons are very well trained, you know. Pigeons are very well trained, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think give me a dredge, Howie. Alrighty. Let's see, that is a nine. Yeah, that's a nine. A nine. Um, uh, what if I, what if I helped? Uh, cause I was imagining, like, Virginia looking in from, like, the doorway. Just kind of just okay, staring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, give me that help roll. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, I think that, uh, pushes that up to a ten. Howie, you... Uh, Ruby sees all confirms to you that this woman is associated with the guy that broke in here last night. Yeah, she she's totally she's with the goons that have been shaking this place down. I think she's creating problems so that you'll reach out for help, and then you'll be more burdened than when you started. I I, I look directly at her and say, "It's it's a very tempting on- offer, I have to admit." Could I have some time to think about it? Uh, well, it's my understanding, actually, that I'm not the first person to approach you about this. So uh, you sort of have had time to think about it. Oh. Now, I think we have been very patient with you, uh, Ms. Masters. But, um, let me just put this bluntly. We know how you're doing here, and we know that this place is going to be out of money by the end of the year. We're offering you an opportunity to make sure all these cute little animals uh, manage to stay fed and don't get tossed out on the street where they'll just get hit by a bus. So, I guess what you need to decide, and I don't think this takes much time to figure out, is whether you care about them enough to do what's right here. Virginia's growling. That low hum that cats make when you know things are bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll admit, I do want to do what's best for the animals. I'm just not sure I agree that it's what you're offering. What about what I'm offering is so bad, huh? Like I said, everyone wins. In my experience, people who can buy companies saying that everybody wins mostly mean that they win. And from my experience, P 
people with the kind of bills you have are beggars and not choosers. Well, I've begged you before and I can do it again. All right, well, I think we can all agree here. And she looks at Howie that I tried to do this the nice way. And she uh, lowers her sunglasses, and instead of pupils in her eyes, there is a zero in one eye and a one in the other. And suddenly, uh, you are attacked, Valerie, from behind. Howie, you did not see whoever this is sneaking up on Valerie. Imagine damage track, Valerie. She slams your face into the counter, and uh, Howie, as you kind of get like thrown off her shoulder, you see it is another... It looks exactly like this woman, except she has a zero and a two in her eyes. Oh hell, she can clone herself! Uh, I mean, coo! Coo! <laughs> Pretty sure the jig is up, Howie. Uh, I'm... I think, uh, uh, from inside the ceiling, uh, Kit is going to use his Eidolon. Um, it, it's going to manifest... It looks like a cloak, pretty much. Um, okay. You're like it seems like there there is a form inside the cloak, but all you can really see is like a single uh, red eye peeking through um, the one place where the the cloak has an opening. But otherwise, basically the fucking like guy that buys the pose from you in Zelda. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically like that guy. Kit, have you been buying Pose again? <laughs> no way. The markup on those things is way too high. <laughs> yeah, so this is how I disappear is going to uh, rush at Jennifer, and I'm going to try and steal her hostility. Ooh, okay. Um, give me a reveal your master plan for like getting into position and all that. <laughs> That's double sixes. That's a 13. Oh, shit. Shit, you're on fire today. <laughs> All right, then uh, I think you drop on her, and yeah, uh, this is how I disappear. Describe what it looks like as it's stealing her hostility from uh, her. I think it plunges like a skeletal hand into her head and just takes out like a, a, a red jewel and then just secrets it into its cloak. Okay. I think she kind of staggers back, dazed, and uh, just says, uh, Oh, gosh, I am so sorry for that. But as before she can even really fully get that out, the uh, the two Jennifer um, draws a gun and shoots her. Nope, no time for weird mind control shit. And uh, the two eye, like, spirals around like a uh, slot machine uh, slot like turns down to a one and uh she splits into a second two damn lady that's fucked up and uh i think now she's turning her gun to you kit what's anybody do oh i am going to collect myself and uh stand up and face the uh one with the gun and just say okay if you'd approached me on the street and tried this might have gone better for you but you don't come in here and threaten everyone I'm taking care of and get away with it. And I'm going to uh, summon my Eidolon behind me. 
and the two of us are going to punch her in the face. Okay, yeah. Uh, describe your Eidolon for me. Uh, my Eidolon is called Iris, and she takes the form of a kind of badass-looking woman. Um, she looks kind of like me, but her style is completely different. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. no, she's got a, a really cool, like, one-side-shaved sort of butch haircut. So, whereas my hair is, uh, like, orange with a white streak, Hers is orange. Hers is white with an orange streak. Okay, yeah. She's a bit stockier than me. Um, she looks like she could hit like a truck, which is what I'm counting on here. And uh, she also has fox ears and a foxtail for some reason. Oh, okay, yeah, weird. Yeah, <laughs> never really understood that part, but here it is. I guess just because I like animals so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a plus one for using my Eidolon. Uh, no, because she's using her idol on two. Oh, okay. In that case, it's only a 14. (laughs) 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 What advantage do you want? Um, I would like to take control of the situation. Yeah, describe how you do that. So I punch her in the face, and as she's reeling from that, um... Or rather, my Eidolon punches her in the face while she's reeling from that. I'm almost imagining maybe you punch one of them in the face and your Eidolon punches the other. Yeah, there we go. That's good. And then as they're reeling from that, I just, like, grab her wrist and with a strength that I didn't realize I possessed, uh, twist it until she drops the gun. Yeah, I think you successfully do that. Uh, You've sort of subdued both of them and they're shouting in pain when suddenly, Virginia, you feel something slam down on your back. Uh-oh. And uh, everyone out in the lobby, you hear a gun cock, and a third uh, Jennifer is uh, standing over Virginia with her gun pointed at it, and just says, uh, yeah, let me go. Um, I think uh, Virginia is going to use her Eidolon, uh-huh. uh, called Lullaby, uh, which helps me pursue my animal urges by lulling its targets to sleep. Okay, yeah. Uh, give me a... I think this is your. You are diving into the heart of conflict here, even if you're not directly trying to hurt them. I think this counts as a scrap. No scrap, okay. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. What advantage do you want? Oh, scrapping, huh? <laughs> Somehow, not a thing I do very often. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you not already know all the scrapping <laughs> rules? You could create an opportunity. Okay, I think you've got it. Uh, well, I was gonna say I take control of the situation. I think is the yeah. what I'm trying to do. I think advance your damage track from getting stomped on, but then, yeah, yeah. tell me how you take control of the situation. Uh, I think, um, because I imagine, um, that lullaby looks like kind of like a little fairy guy. Um, okay. Like, goes up with a little harp and, like, plays a song into, uh, her ear. Uh, and then, you know. Yeah, she starts to get drowsy and loses her concentration on, on pinning you down. Yeah, maybe drops the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think, Howie, what are you doing? It's been a while since you've done anything. What What is the current situation? How many Jennies are there, and what are they so up to? So far, we're see- we've seen three. Two of them are being pinned by Val. One of them is being lulled to sleep by Virginia. And I guess there's a fourth one that's dead. I mean, I think the smart thing to do would be to focus on using Ruby Seas All to determine if there are any others that are unaccounted for. Yeah, um, you sense that there are, let's see, I said there's three, uh, there are ten more throughout the shelter already, and, uh, there are fourteen more outside closing in for a total of twenty-seven Jennifers, a song that I think probably only I know. 
<laughs> All right, so I think we're going to need to either kill the original or... Uh, no, actually, I think if that doesn't work, we might be kind of fucked, Which one's the original? So, like, a zero? Am I detecting any zero zeros? Give me a Jersey Undertow. Uh, that's an eight. Eight. You are not detecting any zero zeros. Um, you think you might just need to kill all of them before they have a chance to spawn more. Well, that's no good. How the fuck are we going to do that? <laughs> I knew I should have stolen that machine gun. No machine guns. I don't think any of us even know how to use a machine gun. Yeah, I also think after the gunshot got fired, like, all the animals in the back are freaking out. There's lots of barking oh, yeah. and whatnot. I'm to be honest, I'm freaking out. Oh, wait. What if we sick an army on them? I think that's a good way to get our friends shot. Yeah, all right. Ah, uh, shit, 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 shit. Um, God, what do we even do here? I was going to say leave, but I don't think we should leave everyone. No, who knows what she might do to, like... She wants me to, like, she wants me to give them control of this place. She might just shoot animals. I don't know. Val, I think the one you've got pinned is struggling and is about to, like, whip her head back to headbutt you. I punch her again. Give me a scrap. Without your, yeah, yeah, just give me a scrap. Uh, that's, uh, 11. 11, yeah, you punch her in the head and, uh, keep her subdued. I would like to steal the knowledge of her idol on. Hmm, okay, okay. Uh, give me another Reveal Your Master Plan. Kit's main move, it seems like. Yeah, let me see if I can figure out how you tick. That's gonna be an 11. 11, okay. Uh, which of the three are you stealing it from? Uh, I'm gonna steal it from two. Yeah, you steal it from Ginny two. Yeah, I think you understand that basically... She can make another one of herself appear anywhere nearby. Um, she can have up to 27 copies of herself. Um, and if she wants, you know, it's nothing to her to kill one copy to get a new one. And uh, in fact, I think as you're understanding that um, number one suddenly collapses dead in Valerie's grip. And number two, who you stole the knowledge of how the Eidolon works from, is freaking the fuck out. Like, whoa, what happened? Oh, gee, what? what? Why does she look like me? Uh, Valerie's also freaking out a little bit, because this is a fucking dead body all of a sudden. Uh-huh. I have an idea. Yeah, what's up? Howie's going to go up to that Jenny who's freaking yeah. out. Listen, you have an Eidolon that makes clones of you. Well... I won't get too deep into what that means, or the fact that I'm a pigeon talking to you. Don't worry about it. The point is, these are all clones of you, and they've lost control. You need to help us destroy each and every one of them. Give me a dazzle. God, I love this gambit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a ten. Ten. Okay. I'm trying to think this through, because she forgot how her Eidolon works. It's not like she forgot who she is or what she came here to do. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to square that with you rolling a ten here. You know, it's a phantom fight. She she maxed out the midnight clock or whatever. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I think she looks at you and says, How are you talking? Well, I also have an idol on. I'm magic. Yeah, you're not special, lady. Well, she's kind of special. She's talking to animals. Okay. Uh, I, but, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, all right. 
I'll deal with you later. Right now, I've got to handle this evil clone situation. And I think she uh, picks up her gun. <laughs> uh, well, not because she's pinned by fucking uh, Iris still. I think Iris is going to loosen the grip. Great. In that case, she's going to pick up her gun. And I think the one that is not fully asleep, but too drowsy to really concentrate that uh, Virginia lulled is going to look over and like, Hey, wait, no, hey, wait, before she gets shot and killed. Yeah. Oh. Does it leave a body? Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and she can have 27 living Jennifers at a time. If there's one thing we know about Jenny Calvert, it's that she makes more of her body. <laughs> she definitely leaves corpses behind. Howie, you are still sensing, um, I think there are currently... 25 Jennifers. They don't seem to be closing in immediately, though. They might be waiting to ambush you. All right. I'm going to have Ruby Seas All hurl me like a javelin at one of their hearts. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, do you think... Do you think it would be reasonable to say that I'm making a move that no human could predict by doing this? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I sure didn't predict it. <laughs> Remind me how that one works. So I have the move Wild, which is the same thing as Unpredictable from, I think, the Inhuman playbook. When making a move against a human target in a way that no human could predict, treat their Eidolon as if it were severed, even if it isn't. Yeah, okay, so give me a Bombard with plus one. Ten again. Okay, I think you, uh, Ruby sees all sticks her head out from a corner, and you lock on to uh, one of the... Uh, Jennifer clones that is kind of just down the hall. She goes to draw her gun, but is too slow before a pigeon beak is just drilled into her chest. Terrifying. Imagine Ruby sees all through you like a football with enough spiral to give you some rifling motion. God! Hell yes. Howie, what the hell? (laughs) Okay, I gotta stop making fun of Howie. Apparently, his past is darker than any of us realize. That was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Howie, that worked, but now you're sensing that uh, four Jennifers are closing in on you, and you see them with your own eyes uh, after a moment, just rounding another corner, guns drawn. Um, Virginia, what do you do? It's been a while since you moved. Um, I God, I think I have to go help Howie. I can't. Wait, no. Listen, you don't have to, because I do have Inconspicuous. <laughs> How is... Anyone who doesn't recognize you and doesn't see your Eidolon will assume that you're an ordinary Yeah, animal, but they can definitely see reason. your Eidolon. <laughs> no, my Eidolon threw me. I do feel like hallway. they're going to recognize you. <laughs> yeah, you are covered in the blood of one of their clones. The Jennifers definitely have shared knowledge of what's going on. That, that I feel like that's been clear in this scene. Oh, except, except for the one now, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think that one is heading off on a different hall and is uh, currently engaged in a gunfight with uh, another clone of hers. It's very exciting, but it's all going to happen off screen. Yeah. Um, I think I want to, if there is one that has like pulled her gun out of the four... I want to uh-huh. maybe try and make her drowsy so she uh, maybe fires in such a way that it does not go well for her. Okay, I think give me a bombard for that. Oh, Jesus, what's my Ellie? I'm... Oh, okay, I have a one. Okay. Yeah, you're a cat. Yeah, uh, that's a six. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> I will actually help out. Um, uh, uh, unless you want to push yourself first. 
I'm going to push, because uh, I get two of those. So. Sure. Okay, that gets me to seven, so I'll, I'll take that. Then what downside do you want? Um, I want to move into danger. Okay. Then uh, I think you successfully put that one to sleep. Uh, you were trying to get her to, like, shoot one of the others? Yes. Yeah, I think that successfully happens. Uh, I think one of them gets shot by her. Howie is safe for now. But now uh, one of them is aiming to shoot at Howie, and one of them is aiming to shoot at um, Lullaby. You're not totally sure if bullets can hurt your Eidolon, because that's never been tested before, and maybe you shouldn't test it. I'd like to come in and try and help against help one of them. Yeah. So I'm going to go for the one aiming at Howie, and I'm going to use the move Rushdown, which uses my Eidolon to instantly close the distance between you, between myself and them. How do you do that? So I mentioned my uh, Eidolon is pretty tough looking she's also on rollerblades and so i'm basically gonna hop on her back and just like hold on to her as she just fucking barrels down the hallway okay great love it give me a scrap uh that's a 10 10 okay yeah what advantage you want i would like to create an opportunity for my allies okay what kind of opportunity i guess i'm going to slam into her so hard she stumbles into the other one. Okay, yeah, in that case both of the uh, Jennifers in this hallway are kind of temporarily stunned and uh, open for attacking. Um, Howie or Kit? Sure, I have an idea. So is there still one that's drawing their gun? Uh, I think they both have their guns out and drawn but also they're both kind of stumbling into each other at this point, so they're not like pointing anywhere. Okay, let me think here. Where, what, what part of the shelter are, are they in right now? This is just a hallway. I imagine there's probably some bathrooms off to the side, and maybe this hallway goes back to that break room you hang out in with your TV. Okay. Can I suggest something? Sure. What if one of the things Kit has been doing since the break-in last night was preparing some more uh, traps to spring on other would-be burglars? Ooh, that's a good idea. So maybe there's some stuff down the hall that you could trigger... Yeah, um, can, uh, there is one of the one of the holes that I usually use for surveillance has been what looks like repaired. Um, but what I actually did was I made a trap there and above an easily removable tile that I added to quote unquote fix the hole are a bunch of like pots and pans. Okay. Um, so I am going to uh, steal the tile that is right above their heads uh, to have a bunch of pots and pans come clattering down on top of them. Great. Give me that master plan. All right. That's a 10. 10. It happens exactly as you said. Uh, yeah, the pots and pans come tumbling down and uh, bonk them both on the head like a cartoon, uh, knocking them out. I think Kit just pumps his fist and is like, ha ha, just as planned. All right, so how many Jennifers are still in the building? I said there were 10, I said there were 13 total in the building, and since then we've killed at least three and knocked out two more. So that would be seven more in the building, or eight more in the building, rather. Including the one that's on our side? Yes. Okay. 
So that means we have like six or seven left to go. This is so many. Howie, uh, like I said, um, I think three have died uh, since then, and you sense three more appearing outside. Motherfuck. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way out of this one, guys. Do we do we just run? Wait. What? Hang on. What kind of uh, vehicle does Val have? She doesn't. Just takes the bus. <laughs> no, I I roller skate to work. Well, I imagine Howie being disappointed. Like, what kind of cool sports car do you have, Val? I work at a poorly funded animal shelter. What makes you think I could afford a car? Yeah. Luke, did Jenny bring any kind of vehicle here? I think she has, yeah, there's like a, a black, um, yeah, sports car outside. Kit, I have an idea. All right. Have you ever heard of the human video game Carmageddon? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, I'd like to at some point ask about the human qualifier there, because it implies there are other video <laughs> games, not for humans. Those are the ones that Kit programmed. Well, Birds invented pinball, so... <laughs> Kit, if we can get you inside her car, do you think you can hotwire it, and then we can just fucking go crazy? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna need, like, a, a teamwork thing going on here, because I can't reach the pedals if I'm at the steering wheel. That's fine. My feet and beak work well. Let's give it a shot, then. Or I could just steal her keys. I'm gonna say that I am too busy trying to keep some of the other ones subdued to catch this conversation, because otherwise I think I'd have problems with it. Yeah, you're you're down the other end of the hall with, uh, with... Uh, Virginia. Because Lexi wants this to happen, but Valerie absolutely would not. So so I think how this is going to look is Ruby Sees All is going to pick up Kit as well as Howie. Um, Uh On our way out to see if I can prevent the need for having to hotwire something, I'm going to try and steal keys from one of the Jennies. I mean, just take it off of one of the corpses if they have them. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, if it clones the guns, it probably clones the keys. Um, no keys on the corpse. Ah, damn. What the hell? Maybe, maybe she left him in the car. We'll find out together. <laughs> we'll play it by Yeah, you, I think buddy. as you're running for the front door, uh, Howie, Ruby Sees All gets more data on the car, and it is running, and a Jenny is in the driver's seat. That's fine. Is it? We'll deal with her the old-fashioned way. By old-fashioned way, do you mean lobbing yourself into her chest cavity? Maybe. <laughs> like warfare of old. <sighs> you run out the front door and, uh, yeah, start running across the parking lot. I think there are two Jennies out in the parking lot, uh, perhaps waiting to ambush anyone who tried to escape through the front door. Go ahead and, yeah, they're they're getting ready to shoot at you, uh, and they're both kind of far away. You could try to fight them, or you could just try to dodge them and get to the car where another Jenny is waiting. Now, what if I dodge them in such a way that they shoot each other simultaneously? You gotta give me a pretty dang good beat the odds most elegance for me to give you that one. Well, that's an eight. I don't think an eight's gonna get you there. <laughs> I think you managed to dodge them, but you have to... Like, go off to the side. Uh, you you can't, like, maintain a straight beeline for the car. And uh, that gives the Jenny in the car enough time to see you 
and draw her own gun. And now you dodge those shots, but now there's three pointed at you. Uh, Virginia, real quick, what are you doing? I think, well, is, is, so the situation inside is, is it resolved or is... Um, there are more Jennies that are at the building, but this hallway you're in is clear for the moment. Okay, I think she is just, like, up against Valerie pretty tight. It's like, what do we do? What do we do? I, I don't know. I don't... There's too many of them, and... I don't... Even if we could defeat them all, I don't... I don't think this stops without killing her, and I don't... I don't want to do that. Oh, okay, bad news on that front. Okay, but, like, this isn't... This, it's not her, right? Like, there's still more of her. Like, it's just... I guess I don't know, like, uh, this is, this is, like, metaphysically speaking, <laughs> this is a lot for a cat to handle. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, it's a lot for a person to handle, too. Do we, do we keep fighting? <sighs> yeah, I, I think, um, Virginia's kind of freaking out a little bit. She's like, it's not supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be nicer here. I, I, I didn't want this either, um... All right, all right. I just yell really loud. I surrender. Okay. Yeah, you surrender. Uh, Howie and Kit, what do you do out in the parking lot? Well, we can't hear her surrendering. <laughs> I mean, I might be able to detect her surrendering. I guess that's true. Yeah, you do detect her surrendering. Does Howie tell me that? <laughs> I, I think Ruby sees all is like about to try and punch through the window and so that Kit can steal that Jenny's gun, and then it, it, she just turns to, like, get a better, uh... L- like, get it more in earshot. Uh-huh. Hey. Oh. Uh, I, I, th- I think we lost. Wait, what? What gives? We were just about to... I had my bloodlust worked up. It, it was going great. Listen, I wanted to run over these motherfuckers, too, but apparently we're surrendering. I don't know oh, either. that's lame. I think the Jennies that were firing at you um, take note that you have stopped, and like we said, they're all aware of what each other hears, so they are temporarily holding their fire. But they're keeping their guns on you. Ah, uh, all right. I guess if she's surrendering, we shouldn't mess it up for her. I think you hear um, 25 voices in a concert all just say, like, well, I'm glad you finally saw reason. As, uh, Valerie, yeah, um, I think just five Jennifers come out. Uh, they're all have their sunglasses off. This is just, like, I don't know, 11 through 16 or so. Uh, one of them, let's call it, ah, lucky number 13 is up in front, and, uh, the others are behind her, and, uh, says, uh, well, let me think what she says. Um, you know what? I don't think she says anything. I think she comes up and is just kind of waiting for you to elaborate on you surrendering. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna resolve this, I can't have a dozen of you and dead bodies around me. I one of me and one of you. We we hash this out. I you you give me whatever papers you want, I'll sign them. Just that's exactly how I wanted to handle it from the start. I, don't act like she had a choice. I haven't been acting like she had a choice. Look, yuck, you made your point, okay? All right. Well, uh, I think um, the five behind her uh, vanish. You know, I th- yeah, they just like slurp into her. <laughs> mm, not a fan mm. of that adjective. Hmm. Nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> I think she just says, uh, "Well, yeah, I have got some paperwork right here for you to fill out." Uh, basically, 
All you have to do, like I tried to tell you from the start, you just manage the shelter the way you would always manage it. But every now and then, you'll get a little bit more money than you need, and you're going to do a little bit of accounting for us to make sure that money doesn't draw any suspicion. And very rarely, it might be the case that we might need a favor from you. And you'll do that favor, and then you'll go right back to your job helping all these cute animals. Why do you have so many animals with Eidolons in here? I guess that's just something that uh, you'll have to learn about during our uh, you know, long and, I assume, be- mutually beneficial business partnership. That sounds like a good deal to me. I will... Have a truck come around later today to pick up the um, detritus of our negotiations. We don't need any uh, trouble being caused by all of this, as she gestures to the dead bodies on the floor. And uh, she says, well, I'm going to need to get rid of these two. And she shoots the two unconscious Jennifers in the head. Oh, God. Couldn't you have just absorbed those two like you did the other ones? I'd have to wait for them to wake up so they could do it willingly. It wouldn't. It wasn't worth the time. Ugh. Well, this has been a very productive meeting, and you'll be hearing from us soon. And uh, I think she just kind of heads out. Several other Jennifers who she did not get rid of are also just stepping out of various rooms in the building, and they all just kind of head out in a crowd and just kind of all just wave or just kind of nod towards Howie and Kit as they all kind of absorb into the Jennifer that is at the wheel of the car who drives off. I knew I should have rigged this place with explosives. Wouldn't that have also blown us up? Not if we got away first. The other animals, Kit. Oh, right, the other animals. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Valerie has her head in her hands sitting at the front desk just... Not talking. <laughs> Virginie jumps up on the desk and, like, paws at her hand. Was, did I do the right thing, Virginia? Well, I... I don't think you had a choice. It was that or die. So, yes? Someone who is willing to shoot me for refusing to work with her says she's going to want me to do favors for her. I can't even imagine what that's going to be, but I know it won't be good. No. It probably won't be. I'm sorry. You don't have anything to be sorry about. I'm supposed to be the one protecting you guys. I guess. Virginia, how are you feeling? Uh, bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah, I can't imagine all that... I mean, I don't want to speak for you. You seem like you maybe have had some bad experiences. And all that gunfire probably didn't do much for, uh, your nerves. Yeah, no, um... Uh, Virginia has, um, the move... Uh, fight or flight. Just way too much adrenaline. Just too much going on. Uh, and yeah, she's she's pretty freaked out. 
Yeah, fight or flight, you can intuitively tell anytime the situation you find yourself in is dangerous. Um, that definitely spiked uh, as soon as the uh, Jenny clones started showing up. Um, even now, though, that they're gone, it has not, like, completely gone away. This is not a safe situation. Yeah, no. And, like, uh, I imagine uh, th- the second spike, which she wasn't expecting, was when she signed the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's, um, like, trying to take care of Valerie a little bit, but also is kind of, like, about to go hide in a corner for the rest of the maybe week. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, she walks away and goes to lay down somewhere and uh, just cannot relax. Yeah. Um, give me a Dredge the Undertow, Virginia. That is a 10. 10. I think, yeah, you're just laying in a dark corner somewhere in the, the building just trying to calm your nerves and it's just not happening. Everything that just happened is just replaying on repeat in your mind. Just you and your friends having to fight a deadly criminal with supernatural powers and Valerie working very hard to protect you. But is that really her job? And it's just, it's, it's overwhelming you. And suddenly you wake up. Tell me about where you wake up, Virginia. Uh, Virginia wakes up in a familiar basement. Just huddled up in a corner. Yeah, I think there's kind of just a... You're you're curled up on a ratty blanket. Mm-hmm. And she, like, looks around for a little while and just says... It was supposed to be different in there. Idle on Playtest was produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com. You can find the show at Idle on Playtest on Twitter and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Idle on Playtest. You can follow Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, Molly at Your Friend Molly with a white E-R, Iris at Stilts the GM, Maxie at Max Knightley, and Luke at SSJ Speed Racer. Idle on Rock will be back on November 15th for Patreon subscribers and November 22nd for everyone else. See you then.